best-in-class leaders use ongoing conversations to deliver energizing feedback. And they do that so that they can celebrate success. This type of energizing feedback provides opportunity for the people that you lead to improve, and it most definitely calibrates performance. Today on the Champion Forum podcast, we start our series on what every leader needs to understand about feedback. This is the Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher, the forum for leaders, champions, and dreamers. Welcome back to the Champion Forum Podcast. I am your host, Jeff Hancher, and I am on a mission to help others lead, inspire, and win in this life. I have uh, chosen this subject because, quite frankly, it is one that I coach through quite a bit. I have been through years of succession planning in the corporate world, and this is a blunder, an error, a leadership opportunity that is not going away, and it continues to come up, and it is the subject of feedback. This is the the area that will either propel you into greatness as a leader, or it will hold you back, and holding you back carries a very costly price tag. And no, I don't mean your ability to earn wealth and your ability to drive your W-2 and to buy the next toy. What I'm telling you is it's going to hold you back on your ability to help others reach their fullest potential. That, my friends, is the high cost of leadership. So I want to dive into this. I want us really thinking about this subject of feedback. I do a lot of research on this subject as a way to help leaders transition their mindset, going from what if I give feedback to what if I don't. And I most recently uh, was able to catch up with a recent Gallup poll. You all know I follow Gallup. I'm not here to tell you they're the end all be all, but they are a they, they do give you some insight into what might be happening out there. And they, they recently completed this, what I would call a very exhaustive national research and a poll around employee engagement. And I wanted to start this feedback conversation by presenting a few of their highlights that they distributed for us to read. Check out these statistics that they come to find. I hope that – I mean, look, I could probably shut it down right after I tell you these to, to challenge you. But listen to this. Employees are three times more engaged when they receive daily feedback from their managers versus just once a year annual feedback. 43% of highly engaged employees receive feedback at least once a week. Highly engaged employees are 87% less likely to leave their jobs. Companies that rank in the top quartile for employee engagement are 23% more profitable than those in the bottom quartile. And lastly, companies that give feedback consistently report turnover rates that are 14.9% lower than employees who receive no feedback. So here we go. 
Even if you did, you don't like feedback, ain't nobody got time for feedback, all of the reasons that we avoid it, all of the reasons that we're not doing it enough, I hope that just these simple statistics would motivate you enough to say whether I like it or not, whether I have time or not, there is not only a moral case for this, which is making people better ideally, but we're just now reading there is a business case. If you're listening and you've been in leadership or you're an entrepreneur, you know that you have been in the fight for talent. You have been in the fight to retain talent. You, you are looking for this level of engagement to satisfy all of these business needs. So there's some proof that's in the pudding. And if you're like me, when I heard this, I immediately began to think about of the opportunity that we have to serve our people better, which in turn does what? It creates stronger business results. I don't believe that there's anybody listening today that would would say that giving feedback is invaluable. Matter of fact, I would say if you're listening to this, that, that, that it's a long shot that you don't see value in feedback. However, it does beg the question as to why is it then that so many leaders miss out on this amazing opportunity? And this isn't a new challenge. I saw this same challenge with many leaders when I was in the corporate world. I see it very frequently as a leadership coach and as a leadership consultant. And it is for this very reason that I created our performance management workshop to help one leader at a time go from all of the steps of uh, expectations, feedback, and accountability because it is a need. It, it is a I would argue one of the biggest top three for sure. Because this is such an opportunity for most leaders, I have decided to do a series on this show to really break down this topic over a series series of episodes. What what this what this series of, of episodes will not be is a workshop that you're going to listen to. That is performance management. That is where we break out into groups. We do role plays. We present challenges. We don't have time to do that on a podcast, nor would that be entertaining. We're going to go through some some real challenging things for you to think about, and we will be taking you on a journey to application. Over the next several weeks of this show, I will be breaking down this subject of feedback into bite-sized chunks that will allow you to digest better and really take action in the areas that may be blind spots for you. So let's begin the conversation. And let's begin this conversation by defining what feedback is and why it's important. So, so what is feedback? Is, um, is feedback good? Is feedback bad? How do you perceive it? Is feedback good? Is it bad? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Do you like to give feedback? Do you not like to give feedback? The reality is that I don't feel we should be looking at feedback as good or bad. I don't think we should be looking at feedback as to whether we like it or not. What feed, you know, this feedback's good or bad, it's relative, isn't it? It's relative to you. It's relative to the person that you're giving it to. Far be it from you to define whether feedback is good or bad. Because, I mean, look, you know this as a leader. You could have five people on your team, give them all the same exact feedback, and they all respond differently to it. Isn't that true? So why would we in our own minds start to begin to try to define whether what I'm about to say is good or bad? It's none of your business. 
It's not our business to determine if this is good or bad. You, You may feel that by telling someone that their breath stinks is the greatest thing that you could do for them. Like, who wouldn't want to know? Who who in their right mind wouldn't want to know their breath stinks? So in your mind, you're like, this is the greatest thing that I could do for somebody is tell them their breath stinks. And I would agree, by the way. However, the person that has the bad breath, they may not feel that way. They may feel that way. You, you line up 50 people and tell 50 people their breath stinks. You may have 30 of them that are like, man, thank you so much. I don't think most people would have told me that. That really took a lot of intestinal fortitude for you to do that. And I'm grateful. Now I can go about my day with fresh minty breath. Thank you so much. But there's going to be 20 people that says, how dare you? How dare you tell me that my breath stinks? Who do you think you are telling me my breath stinks? I don't even... You know what? Here's the reality. All I'm doing is providing data. Here's the data. Your breath stinks. Do with it as you may. You may not like it. You may like it. It's none of my business. Far too often, I think that as leaders, we overthink feedback in terms of good or bad. And doing this often leads to procrastinating or feedback avoidance, which, spoiler alert, that's going to be next week's episode, feedback avoidance. You see, feedback should not always be defined as good or bad or right or wrong. And here's how I would challenge you to think about feedback. Here's feedback. In its essence, if you want to cut to the core of feedback, here's, here it is. It's the process where information is returned or communicated with the intent of modifying the next action. Full stop. That simple. The process where information is returned or communicated with the intent of modifying the next action. That doesn't mean that feedback is good or that it's bad. It's the intent, which you perfectionists listening, it means you don't have to be perfect in delivering it. It means that your intent is to modify the next action. Feedback could be praising somebody for a job well done. And I'm going to do that so they keep doing a good job and they know what a good job is. Feedback could also be you didn't do a good job and I got to tell you didn't do a good job. Why? So that I can modify your next action so that you can take a poor result and make it better. Either way, the intent is where information is returned or communicated with the intent of modifying the next action. Just hearing that, I hope, gives you a level of relief saying, huh, never thought of it that way. Yeah, I guess it isn't really good. I guess it really isn't bad. It just is. When you hear it that way, doesn't it sound different? Doesn't it take out a lot of the emotion? Doesn't it neutralize all the scenarios that sometimes as leaders we often make up in our own minds about delivering feedback and how the feedback is perceived? I think it would also be appropriate to talk about what feedback isn't. Because, man, we can we, – our minds can be our own worst enemy sometimes. And we start defining what feedback is. And some of it be, it could be because we're naive. Some of it could be because we were never taught. But I can, I'm here to assure you there are things that feedback is not. Feedback is not something that you only do when there is a fire to put out. And, and, and if you're listening, you know what I'm talking about. You're the fireman of the company. If there was a problem, you all solve it, right? You're the, you're the vanilla ice of leadership. There's a problem, I'm running to it. The, then the feedback in your mind is always negative because all you're looking for is problems. You're just wanting running from one problem to the next. Feedback is not something that you only do when there's a fire to put out. 
The other thing that feedback is not is feedback shouldn't be done only when you catch somebody doing something wrong. Hey, 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 I told you not to lift that way. Lift the box properly. You've been trained better. Hey, 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 I told you, you got to be here on time. Seven o'clock, you know, uh, uh, five minutes early is late. You got to be here at seven o'clock. The meeting starts at seven o'clock. It's 7.01. You're late. We don't just give feedback when we catch people doing something wrong. If not, if this is the only time you're giving feedback, you know what you are. I hate to break it. I hate to break it. I love you. Enough to tell you, you're a tyrant. You're a tyrant. I'm just always looking for you to mess up. And when you do, wham, I'm coming for you. And feedback, and let me just settle in on this next one. Feedback is not done once a year in a performance review and never done again for 12 months. Don't get me started. Feedback is not done once a month in the cattle herd where everybody lines up out your door and they come in for their one-hour beatdown of how well or how well they didn't do and how they need to get better and blah, blah, blah. Nobody likes that. In this same Gallup Gallup poll, this survey that I was telling you about, they talked a lot about this dynamic of performance reviews, and here's what they come to find out. Here's what your employees told them in this, in this, uh, in this survey. 92% of employees want feedback more than once a year. <laughs> wow. Isn't that shocking to report? Like, did we need Gallup to tell us this, <laughs> right? 92%. They want feedback more than once a year. I got to be funny for a minute, though, and I got to talk about this 8%. Like 92% want feedback more than once a year, which tells me this is funny to me. I I might be thinking the wrong way, but 8% of people were like, nah, I'm good. Matter of fact, I think once a year is too much, right? I don't know where these 8% are or or what their motivations are, but hey, let's focus on the 92%, right? If they felt, here's what else they said. If they felt they received an unfair performance review, 85% of employees would consider quitting. Oh my gosh, there's a good reason not to give feedback because if they think it's unfair, 85% of them are probably going to quit. So the best thing we could do is just stop giving performance reviews altogether. Nope. And I know, I know, I know their perception of the review being unfair. It's relative. Who, who are we to say whether it's fair or not fair? Who are they to say whether it's fair or not fair? Surely you as the leader, you're not giving a performance review that you think is unfair. Well, guess what? It's relative to their perception. We don't get to decide how they think, whether it's fair or unfair. Our intentions are really irrelevant. It's how they're perceiving the annual performance review. However, one thing that I can guarantee your team member may be thinking the review may be as unfair is, uh, and why they're thinking that is because they're only, only hearing this feedback for the first time. So they come into your office for their annual review and you start giving them all the things they need to improve on and they're looking at you like a deer in the headlights saying, you got to be kidding me. I came into this annual review this year thinking this was going to be my best review ever and you just rattled off 10 things that you basically said I suck at and they walk out of your office saying, you know what, that was so unfair. And the reality is maybe the 10 things that you did present were very fair, very true, proven by data, but but they're hearing it for the first time. And so they feel like they're being attacked. They're being singled out. 
Here's the other thing that we heard from this survey from Gallup. 77% of human resource leaders say annual reviews are not an accurate representation of that employee's work. Wow. Wow. Well, I can tell you this. um, I don't know how big the company is that you're in. And maybe you don't even have HR in your company, but we got to listen to this because I was in a company with a lot of people, a lot of resources and a lot of HR and HR was heavily involved in our review process. And here we have 77% of senior HR leaders saying these reviews are not an accurate representation of the work these people are doing. Well, why is this? Why? Why are we allowing this to happen? How could this be happening? I believe the reason for this is because likely we have leaders that are trying to recall 12 months worth of information and making this experience very transactional. Feedback is meant to be transformational. That's why I'm not telling you to give up on the annual performance review. But, I mean, I'm giving you all of this data. I'm doing all of this research. Not to beat you down, leader. My heart is to serve. But I want this information to challenge you to say, look, I'm not, I, I'm not going to be a leader that just pulls everybody through this annual performance review system and make it transactional. Feedback is meant to be transformational. Remember the earlier definition. It's to set action to a further step for advancement. There's things that your people want. They're they're telling us this. How am I doing? Did did that go well? What, What could I do differently next time? Whether your people are literally asking you these questions or not, I can assure you that this is what they're craving. Employees are hungry for feedback from their leaders. They want to gain insights that's going to advance their abilities for future potential. And more than ever, feedback is pivotal for engaging them. It's getting harder and harder to reach this level of engagement. And here's what we know. Feedback is one of the best ways to engage people. The Gallup data, one of the things it showed was that when employees strongly agree that they received meaningful feedback in the past week, five days in the past week, that they are almost four times more likely than other employees to be engaged. Wow. Jeff, you're getting crazy. You went from me doing annual feedback to weekly feedback? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying yeah. I mean, it's really up to you. Are you willing? And I don't think you have to. I think you get to. Because if you do this well, your employees, on average, based off of data and research, will be nearly four times more likely to be engaged than all the other employees. So it really begs the question of why wouldn't you? Simply put, feedback is not an event. It's a culture. Feedback has to become culture. The benefits of a culture of meaning, meaningful feedback, I don't know if we have enough time to talk about the benefits. Here's some things that stand out to me. When you give frequent feedback, it energizes people and it enables your team to make the so important performance adjustments that you're going to need to create a competitive edge. 
I mean, we're in a battle out here for business. We're in a battle out here for market share. We're in a battle out here for customer retention. Who's at the front line? Your team. So when you can get them energized through frequent feedback, you're going to win the battles. You're going to win the war. The other thing it does is it inspires them to be excellent. Employees are more motivated to do fantastic work when their leader, you, provide frequent feedback versus this annual feedback. That's why so many people dread annual feedback. And and lastly, if these two things aren't enough, the other thing that I know for a fact that it does, and this is based off of personal experience as a leader and personal experience as a business consultant, it will absolutely factual. It will help you retain talent. Employees today, they're, they're looking for purpose-driven work and a leader who acknowledges and will accelerate their progress. This is an absolute fact. This transcends making money. I know you think people want more money. They don't just want more money. They want to be developed. Why? Because when they're developed, they can create wealth. And making money and building wealth are miles apart. And when you can help somebody get there, there's a level of loyalty that comes with that. They want to hitch their wagon to you. Where you go, I go. Where you, your shadow is, I'm there. Why? Because I know where you are, I get better. If we can give this gift to people, you will retain people. It's, it's likely that if you're listening to this show, that, that, that you, like most leaders, you're in the fight to retain talent. You have sat in the strategy meetings with your leadership core. Uh, you've got the HR team in the room, and, and you're, even lo- you're even bringing in consultants like me to try to find an edge on how to best retain your best people. And I am here to tell you it is not the, the ice cream social on Friday. It's not. What, what if I told you that giving more feedback, which, by the way, costs you nothing but time, is one of the top strategies for retaining talent? Would you do it more often? Would you be more effective in doing it? In our experience at our company, at JHE, we have found that many organizations, and I would tell you nine out of 10, this continuous feedback is best. They would tell us this, but they struggle with activating the behaviors to achieve it to scale. That's what I'm seeing. They, they know that it's best. They know they need to be doing it. They agree and they start and sometimes it even fizzles out. But what, what, what's not happening is they're not achieving the behaviors needed to take it to scale. So what happens? They stick to traditional approaches like an annual review in which leaders then delay feedback until they find the quote unquote right time. I'll get to it. Um, I'll find time. You're never going to find time to give feedback. You don't have time. You make time. Nobody has more time. Who wants to sit down for 20 minutes and put all this effort into feedback when you got work to do, right? It's like, it's like what Abraham Lincoln once said. I love it. And you've probably heard me say it on this show. It's one of my favorite quotes. Abraham Lincoln once said, if I had five hours to chop down a tree, I would spend two hours or three hours sharpening the ax more than half the time preparing to chop the tree. Well, so many leaders and so many people, by the way, I'm raising my hand. I'm in the boat with y'all. It's like, ain't nobody got time to sharpen an ax. Don't you see we have a tree to cut here? 
I'm just going to wail on this thing for five hours because I don't have time to sharpen nothing. I'm here doing the work. But man, I will tell you, there is something to be said about investing time into something that's going to give you a great return. And leaders, please hear me on this. Feedback is one of those things. I hope that this episode challenges you to realize that right now is the right time to give more productive and meaningful feedback to your team. The purpose of today's episode was to lay a foundation of defining feedback and why it's important. As you reflect on my feedback today, I would challenge you to audit your current culture as it relates to feedback. Is, is frequent feedback a part of your leadership culture? Are you avoiding giving feedback? Have you dedicated time to this? Have you been trained properly to give feedback that's appropriate? What actions maybe can you take right away that will be intentional in committing to being a leader that is known, that has a brand for giving feedback? At the end of the day, our mission is real simple as leaders. It's to help others reach their fullest potential. And without giving meaningful feedback, we will fail at this mission. Make sure that you come back next week for part two of feedback as I'm going to be discussing feedback avoidance and how to gain the mindset to overcome it. Until then, have a mindset of feedback and keep turning the pressure into potential. The Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher. Lead. Inspire. Win. Win.